Life After Yachting by TUVYC, created to help yacht crew move from onboard to onshore careers. Welcome to Super Yacht Radio and welcome to a new episode of Life After Yachting. We have been following Life After Yachting since inception with Titta and recently we have been broadcasting and watching the recent webinar which really launched this platform onto a whole nother level. Uh, Life After Yachting is a new platform to help crew move from onboard to onshore and they have a new webinar coming up on the 26th of November, which is going to be looking all about recruitment and what to do when you move onshore. Today we are joined with Nunu from Earth and Sea Elite and Dale Fisher, who is running Proteus Recruitment, and also Donna Murray from HR Crew. Welcome, everybody. Sarah. Hi. Hello. Hello, Dale, Nunu. Sarah, can you give us a little bit of a roundup of the last webinar before we get into our new guest? Sure. Yes, thank you. We we originally we only booked in uh, one live event this year as a introduction to the support that Life After Yachting could provide for crew looking to move to a, a new and exciting land-based career. And in that webinar, we had a, a, a wide range of the support network uh, and partners who are uh, all helping crew as part of the Life After Yachting movement. So we had some great financial advice from Emma at uh, Church House Investment to do with planning your finances. We had some life coaching and career advice from Anna, from Anna Petrol Coaching. Uh, we had some uh, ex-yachties who have proven uh, their success and built their own businesses on shore with uh, Will from Bond and Tony from Yacht Needs. We also had our Kraken's Den where we had some leaders of yachting, uh, the amazing John Courtney from Fun Air and also Will from Bond again alongside Titter uh, with her uh, hat from TVYC Consultancy giving advice to young entrepreneurial crew who wanted to start a business when they left their life at sea. And it really, it was a great day. It was, I think it was a world first day long live webinar co-hosted both through Zoom and on Superyacht Radio. So it was, uh, it was a great day. Thank you very much for hosting us, Maeve, on, on the radio. And uh, we also cut that day down into manageable bite sizes uh, which is are now available on the Life After Yachting YouTube channel because we basically got so many inquiries after the show people really interested in finding out more about how they could access this free support and advice and guidance from from all these industry experts that have very um, very willingly shared their experiences with the crew and so we extended the offer uh, it's become a bit of a movement now and it's a year-round resource for crew and we are going to be doing hopefully quarterly live events uh, to focus now on one part of the, the Life After Yachting movement. So the next event is November the 26th, as you said, and the focus this time around are crew looking for direct employment on shore. So those crew wanting a career, uh, a job, either staying within the super industry or looking to go further afield. You know, many crew go into luxury hospitality, but there's also lots of other industries that our, our crew can access. And part of what Life After Yachting does is to help them realise the skills and experience that they've built on board and also the training and qualifications that perhaps are not always recognised uh, on land and helping them to understand how to sell themselves, understand how to transfer those skills and what jobs are available to them. And then hopefully actually providing some opportunities that they're interested in for shore-based work that fulfills them uh, and also makes them, you know, gives them the opportunity to join a company that understands what they can bring to the table after some, you know, very, very tough years on board. We all know here is industry 
uh, folk how hard the crew work, but sometimes that isn't as easy to explain to people that aren't as familiar with our industry. So, yes, this this month uh, or in November is is a focus on the direct employment, and we're really really happy to have some new faces join us since the last webinar, uh, and who will be joining us on the 26th of November as well. So this is a, a bit of a teaser and an introduction to some of the additional support that the crew can now access uh, by having a chat today. Thank you. Moving first to our first guest, Dale Fisher. I had the pleasure of meeting you at Monaco Yacht Show. And I must say, as all things, the more people you meet, the more people you talk to, the more you understand the industry. And uh, at the time, I, from chatting with you, I learned a huge amount about actually recruitment throughout the marine industry. And you're here today, both with your own story, actually, of kind of a, a year of change and setting up new things, and with many, many years experience in the marine industry, um, very broad experience. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, very excited to be part of the, the sort of laid movement. I've been talking with Tita for a long time and, and sort of from prior to, to, to it kicking off. So, so it, it's fantastic to actually be here and be, uh, and be a part of this now. So, Dale, can you give us a little bit of your background of, you know, your experience in the marine industry? For sure. Yeah. So uh, originally I, I spent um, about 16, 17 years working as a professional yacht rigger. I uh, worked for a company called Future Fibers uh, as head of service. Uh, and during that time, I probably worked with um, over 20 America's Cup teams, actually delivering sort of re rigging packages and, and sort of working very closely through, um, I think, four or five America's Cup campaigns. Did a lot of Volvo, uh, again, working with a lot of, closely with a lot of the teams, doing sort of global support on four, four editions of the Volvo. Um, and then the technology and the sort of uh, the composite rigging that we basically um, developed for, for, for those particular platforms that then basically became mainstream and now is found pretty much in every super yacht that, that, that's out on the water. The, the, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I evolved and sort of ended up working in a lot of super yacht shipyards as well, delivered over 30 super yacht rigging packages um, during, and, and that was my sort of hands-on uh, within the marine industry. And six years ago, I left Future Fibers and moved into recruitment. I was uh, approached by a company in the UK, in London, who wanted to set up a marine division. They worked in engineering recruitment, specifically in motorsport and aerospace and aviation. And they'd recognize that a lot of the skills are transferable. A lot of the guys that they were working with and actually putting into clients in those two sectors were also going away and working with America's Cup, working with the Volvo uh, and, and Superyacht. So, so that, you know, the, there is a lot of crossover between the technologies. So I joined a company called VHR, Virtual Human Resources, set the marine division up for them and worked with them for five years. It was very successful. It was very good. But over the course of the pandemic, COVID, everything that's happened, I made the decision to leave VHR and set out on my own. So uh, Proteus Recruitment was born and we've already kicked off. The company went live beginning of October. We already have our first few clients, five or six uh, candidates in field already that we've placed and quite a lot more sort of going on right now. So. Yeah, that, that's, that's basically how we got to, to do that today. Great story. And, you know, it, it, I always find it interesting when we're talking with people of how broad experience that people can have before they kind of, and, and bringing all those different experiences and, and skills and qualities into their own business. I think it, it's a great landing space when we've kind of built this all up. It's funny, I, I, I'd never even considered a, a, a job in recruitment, funnily enough, and I was actually approached by this company in London and asked me, you know, would you come over, would you be interested? And when I was first approached, I was absolutely not. What, what do I know about recruitment? And, you know, through, through sort of months of t talking with them, they said, no, you, you'd be ideal because you have that credibility, because you're coming from industry, you really understand it and you can work, you know, your, your ability to talk to potential clients to actually understand their needs and what, they, what, what they're looking for is going to be far better than somebody who's just only dealt with recruitment and, and has never been involved in the marine industry. 
you know, when they're, when they're asking for a, a composite specialist or somebody who to, to do uh, interior or project managing a refit, you know, you've been there, you've lived it, you've actually been alongside these people. So, so yeah, it was, it was a bit of a transition for sure. But, uh, but yeah, being able to bring that experience to what I do now is you know, fantastic. And yeah. Well done. And Nunu, you also have an interesting story of actually your own story of moving from on board to onshore and yeah. setting up your own company as well. Can you share yeah, that with us? Yeah, yeah. Well, it originally started uh, in my early 20s working uh, in civil engineering in, in Germany uh, for, for my fa- uh, family's business. And I um, did that for a few years and uh, got bored and needed to uh, sort of spread my wings a bit and uh, went traveling for a while and uh, came, across, came across yachting. And uh, I, I, I ended up being in the, in the yachting industry for just under 15 years made my way up from deckhand to uh, first officer and then captain and uh and uh, ma- mastered a few few large yachts which was quite nice and and then i tried the, my transitioning period was uh took quite a while actually because in back in 15 years ago nobody was really uh, interested in uh, super yacht crew to to you know it's very difficult to come back out with the tools and the qualifications that you had as a as a yacht uh, person uh, to, to put it back into, into land. Uh, so I had a few agencies in, uh, in London, uh, property agencies, so I could try and work in, uh, in private households. And uh, they all laughed at me, stating that, you know, I had no experience and, uh, you know, you're a yacht captain, you're your first officer, you know, uh, you, you, you know what, what, what can you do? Even with my civil engineering background, uh, they still said that it was impossible for me to get involved uh with the in this in this area so for me that was you know a no is a yes uh you know as we've all been taught in in yachting it's it's always a yes you know so that's uh definitely in in my uh, dna and uh and i I found this one agency and uh god i had to take her out bought her lunch flowers chocolates all sorts of things just to uh, uh, get her to help me out and believe in me and uh, she gave me this opportunity to work in a, uh, a Hampshire estate in, in the UK and uh, as a, as a um, groundsman, funny enough, you know, from, from a yacht captain to a groundsman, which was, you know, grass cutting and uh, raking up leaves and stuff. So, you know, after a month of doing that, living on the property, uh, the, the owner realized that, you know, I had better capabilities and better you know, management skills. And I became the estate manager, funny enough. And, uh, and then my career sort of started from there. All the other agencies sort of began to believe, believe in me and uh, offering me other jobs. Um, so, um, yeah, my career, I did that for about seven years. And I worked for three families during those, those seven years. Uh, built a, uh, a large chalet up in Cauchyville, 1850 for one of my well, my last job before I opened up my business. And uh, so that my civil engineering came back in and uh, that was quite, quite handy. So I was, sort of did the whole circle, really. It was quite, quite a strange uh, experience. Uh, loved it. And uh, it, I think after you know, 15 years in yachting, seven years working for private uh, ultra high net worths, I had enough. And uh, in 2007, 2013, I opened up Earth and Sea Elite. And uh, Earth, obviously, for properties, and Sea for the yacht side of things. So rotation of crew and staff was the idea, or vice versa, whichever way you wanted to come into. And uh, I sort of, uh, my idea was to, you know, to, to teach people that there is other ways once, once you leave yachting. And uh, here I am today. It's working with crew to um, help with yacht management and, and crew recruitment, but it's also based on land for estates. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I, there's, there's two divisions, really. There's the, there's the property aspect, uh, the, the, the house management staff that probably never been on yachts, but they're very interested in the yachts. Uh, and then there's the yacht crew that who have never been on land or may have, you know, sometimes the crew help the owners with their villas, you know, so they sort of use them 
uh, in both areas. So uh, yeah, it was just connecting everybody. Transferable um, skills as well between the two in many ways. It is. It really is. You know, it's it's, it's eye for detail and, and working with these clients, this this type of client, you know, high net worth or ultra high net worth. You know, we all, you know, come out with that those skills and uh, yeah, we can we can use them easily. One of the interesting things you were saying was, and we've heard this um, through Life After Yachting too, is that transition from being on board to being on land, you know, firstly, recognizing the skills you have that yeah. you've learned that aren't just superiotic specific, yeah. but also um, the yo-yo effect, you know, yeah. of people leaving and then going back and then leaving until they find their next. Sort it's of very topic. difficult. It's very difficult. It, it, it took you know, 15 years ago when I left, uh, it took, it took me a good six months seven months sort of trying it and coming back and uh you know and then giving it a really good shot you know uh, today's a lot different it's a lot easier a lot more agencies believe that the yacht aspects of it is highly they're highly trained people and uh, the transition is a lot a lot easier today so out of and this would be a question to both of you but you know in, in some ways what would be the skills in particular i mean they seem obvious but I, I think sometimes the big challenge for people is not recognizing the skills they have you know in both of your stories even though you were in different sectors of the industry they all formed foundations of what you're doing right now and i think um from talking with anna who you know helps crew coach crew on this transition as well one of the things she said is is helping people recognize the skills that they have, you know, learned from their experience of, of yachting sure. and being able to recognize them and use them and transfer them to the kind of next big jump in their careers. So, I mean, Dale, you've worked in recruitment in all different sectors, not just super yacht crew on board. Those qualities... Yeah, I mean, for, for I, I work on a lot more uh, as opposed to Nunu. I'm, I'm more on the sort of technical side, engineering, working with shipyards, working with, uh, you know, refit management, subcontractors that are going in and, and providing some of those services. So, so a lot more hands-on technical skills, but also that includes a lot of project management, project engineers. And, and it's those skills, you know, if you've been a, a captain on board and you've been involved for a refit, if you've been an engineer on board and you've been involved in, in the shipyard in a refit, you have a very good understanding of what all those processes are. So, you know, you've seen it from the, from, from the yacht side as well. So being able to actually go in and, and provide, a, you know, and some of our, you know, good project managers have, have done that. They've lived it from, from the yacht side. So they're able to actually be, a, be quite a good coordinator between the yard and, and the yacht because both have their own sort of you know agendas and and trying to find somebody that can actually understand and put themselves okay well we understand the yacht but you know you've got to understand where so so that that for me definitely is, is is a big area where those skills really come into play and Nunu I would think one of the other big transferable skills in some ways is the ability to reach the expectations and the communications of not just the end client who would be either the owner of the estate or the super yacht, but be able to go and communicate both on the upper levels, but also be able to run a team. I mean, as a super yacht captain, in many ways, one of the biggest jobs is, is being able to manage your crew. Yeah, for sure. Well, what we, what we got to remember is most, most of these super yacht crew that, that, uh, that come out of super yachts had a career prior to super yachts you know they've all been to university or, or, or college and they have skills they have skills it could be you know uh, office skills it could be you know engineering skills and you know a lot of the time those those that's removed from their cvs isn't it because no 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 yacht wants to see that sort of previous past if you're an you know i think i think a lot of the time, you know, crew are uh, scared to put all that information out there on on the on their CVs or the, re the resumes. And uh, what we what we, you know, seriously enforce uh, on our, our resumes when we're, we're when we're helping them uh, the crew to to trans uh, you know, to go to to 
land is to bring all those skills out. I mean, really, really define that. We don't need a one page CV going to land. You know, we want to see what you've done. You know, we, the, the client wants to see where you've been. What are your real skills, you know, your life skills? So I think everything, uh, you know, needs to be, needs to be brought out. I, uh, I found talking with some of the crew recently while we've been developing life after yachting is exactly that. They, they almost forget the, the other skills outside of yachting that they have, or they, you know, they, they don't consider that their university education and, th- and this isn't just for, for yacht crew, of course, but no, no. have a university degree in one subject, but actually some of, or a lot of that learning is, great for, for many different types of careers you know just because you've done a, an art history degree doesn't mean that you just can find a job as a, an art history curator there there are skills uh, and I think that's something that I've really noticed here is so some crew are, are great salespeople for themselves and some crew are really struggle to even know how to describe their skills, let alone how they transfer to another industry. And I think that's something that that people like you and Dale are, are really going to be helping crew to, to do is to go, okay, this is, you know, as a yacht captain, you are also a world-class project manager, you are a HR consultant, you know, you're an accountant, you are, you've got, you know, all sorts of different of skills, you know, you've got an attention to detail that's, you know, I can't even imagine having that attention to detail. So I think that that's a really important part of, of this is to almost help them believe in themselves as and also how those skills are transferable to many other industries or, or you know, how sometimes I've, I've said this many times, we've got our own weird and wonderful language within yachting. And sometimes we need to kind of remember the, the term we use within yachting, we just need to call that something else that uh, somebody on land will recognise. And just little tips like that helps for C- CVs to make an impact and their interviews with houses and estates and land-based jobs to go to go well. And I think that's something that we all bring value to the table for the crew for that. Definitely, definitely. It's, uh, you know, the, the wording is 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 most crucial on, on you know, for my for my uh my my clients you know family offices uh you know you know five star hotels or, or properties uh it, it's all you know the, the wording has to be correct otherwise you know nobody nobody will understand anything uh, we can't just use a normal cv for from your yachting industry that, that would not be successful absolutely and i think this also fits very nicely into the other part of the webinar that we're going to be doing on the 26th is we're going to be discussing what we call the golden handcuffs. So not only the transition from on board to on shore, but also when crew go, actually, I preferred my life at sea and I'd like to consider coming back. And it's the same, same thing, isn't it? The sort of assessing what you've done and then being able to transfer those skills, the wording around those skills from the, the terminology we use in the terminology lands. And I think that's going to be a really interesting part of the event on the 26th is discussing how we can have crews in both ways and to make sure there is no shame in going ashore or coming back to sea because there is exactly. a level of that in there. And we won't get into too much detail now, otherwise... We won't have anything to talk about on the 26th, but I, I do think that, and I think, you know, as a, a pioneer of what we're doing here, Nunu, you know, you've been, you've gone through exactly what we're trying to help other crew with and, and you've been working to help other crew with this for many years. And, and with Dale, with your huge experience within the industry and other marine sectors, I think is a really important element that you bring to this as well uh, and, and helping crew, because that's another transition for crew maybe they want to go from yachting you know within the super sector to another within the marine industry and it's all about showing everybody where the doors are and how to open them the fact that they're not closed hard behind them again in, in a similar way to, to what Nunu was saying about about you know t- tailoring and, and making sure that you're what you're presenting to the client 
and to your end client is, is you know highlights and brings forward what it is that they're looking for and you can sort of you know put the, the things into the background that, that are not so important still keep them there they may be relevant experience but yeah it, it's about working with your candidates working with people to make sure that yeah you're you're really highlighting and and then doing some training coaching you know that kind of yeah. thing prior to yesterday afternoon spent sort of an hour coaching somebody prior to an interview this morning just about exactly what the client is looking for it's a client that i've actually worked with uh and delivered i think eight super yacht mast and rigging packages so i know this client so well so able to actually tell them about who all the players are who the different people that are going to be sat in the interview what they're looking for and and you know so so that definitely is is, is a, a massive hopefully uh, a massive part of the value that we're able to bring to, to, to people and to candidates in, in, in that aspect of the, the transition. And also, it, it, I think just listening, it, there's also a certain amount in your role that must be confidence building, Do you know, bringing the crew to believe. I mean, change is big for everybody, but having the confidence, A, to make the change and B, to believe yourself to be um, ready for that role. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, try, try, trying to get people to focus and trying to get people to see the value in what they've done and how that can transfer and how it is completely relevant. And even, even if they are making a, making a move to, to a new role, new position, it's like, well, you've, you've, you've been doing that. You, you might not have known it or you might not think yeah. it, but you, you've actually been doing a load of stuff that you're actually going to apply every day. And you're potentially going to even be steps ahead of, of people that you're working alongside because you've seen it from the other side as well. You know, you've seen both sides. You've actually been a user. You've been on board. You've been on, on the deck, you know, sort of handling all of this stuff. Now, you, you, and you, and you know the issues that you've had or, or whatever. So when you're actually putting it together now, um, you, you know, it's, it's got a lot more relevance and, and you really understand what the end user is going to be. And the guy on the shop floor, again, who's installing something on a deck, maybe, you know, he's got no idea what that actually does. He's just given a drawing and he goes and puts it together. Um, the guy coming from, from, from on board and actually installing it understands that if something goes wrong with that, it's potentially, uh, uh, you know, could, could be catastrophic. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely getting people to see that. No, I agree. I think as soon as they, as soon as you, you know, you know, you bring all these skills out from, from each, each candidate that you're working with, you know, their, the, their confidence grows naturally because they're like, wow, okay. Yeah. I, I do know what I'm talking about. You know, so I totally agree with what, what Dale's saying. It's spot on. It does take time. It does take time, but it's worth it in the end, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and also your own understanding. I mean, Dale, you were saying about knowing your, your end clients as well is understanding what their expectations and needs are. So being able to match, the more you know people, the easier I would believe it would be to match up the right kind of potential crew or absolutely i mean yeah a lot, a lot of the time you you can have it on paper somebody can look perfect you know they've got the, they've got the skills that you need but it's will they be a cultural fit into that company as well will they actually go go there or you know personality wise um, i've actually worked with a few clients up in, in northern europe up in finland and again just understanding how the you know the just the general the expectation the behaviors that you know and and what kind of personality is going to be a fit so so yeah it, it definitely it, it helps to to be to really to know your clients and, and I, I make a big not not at the moment unfortunately with the, with travel um, restrictions but normally I make a big point of actually spending time visiting my clients being in the shipyard from a personal point of view it, it's something that I'm very passionate about so it, it's it's a great aspect of, of my job but um, but yeah that building those relationships with the clients so that you're credible when you're talking about a candidate not just about their skills, but about how, how they'll actually fit um, with the team as well. And our other guest today is Donna Murray, who I have to say is a lovely long friend of ours from Antibes to Parma when the last time I caught up with her. And uh, now moving down to Australia, uh, Donna is known by so many people in the industry as being with Hill Robinson and then Hill Robinson crew, but today we're going to talk about a newer branch of Hill Robinson called Hill Robinson Elite. Donna, welcome. Well, thank you very much, Maeve. Lovely to um, hear from you. Not because I would love to get into the story of, of Donna, which is a great story in itself. 
but <laughs> a very long one. <laughs> the, more no. as, the more as years goes by. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's certainly a woman of many, many talents. And it's wonderful to see Hill Robinson, you know, diversifying. We've watched Hill Robinson since kind of earlier days in Antibes. And they've been di diversifying and growing offices now around the world. You're based down in Australia. And HR Elite is, is sort of a newer branch, which ties in very nicely with Life After Yawning as well. Can you tell us it a does. little bit about the Elite side? Certainly, Maeve. Um, what we recognised, HR Crew, which is our um, crew brand, so to speak, which is now actually 10 years old um, next month, we have had clients um, that have obviously, you know, with their yachts, etc., have extended out into private estates. And they've come to us and said, You've, you look after our yachts, etc. Um, can you please help out with looking after our estates? and also our aviation. So as a result of that, we've established what's called HR Elite Recruit. And the focus on that is to look after land-based positions, um, moving into aviation as well as we develop that. And it's also uh, for corporate positions. Obviously, Hill Robinson is a growing company. Um, we now have 12 offices around the world um, and 170 staff. So we look for people to come and join the Hill Robinson group as well. So as a result of that, we set up HR Elite Recruit um, to focus on that market and, and to be able to service our clients and, and the candidates. So would most of your, you know, incoming clients for this have had the experience of being crew-based or is it a mixture of different skills, so to speak? Different skills. We do have crew that will cross over, obviously, and why the whole topic life after yachting is that you know you can take the skills that you have from the yachting and and move it over to land-based and obviously because yachting is at such a high level um those skills come across and and yachting is very valued amongst uh, the land-based as well so there is a great transfer of the skills that come across also you know people coming from cruise ships a lot of people coming from the hotel industry and the hospitality industry as well. So it's a combination of those kind. We're also finding we're getting hospitality people that are coming the other way and we're converting them across to crew. So it crosses over. I could imagine, you know, that they both call for, you know, very much attention to detail, five-star service, and the kind of joining up of the two makes complete sense. So uh, from my part also, thank you very much, Donald, for joining us. And I'm very excited to have Bill Robinson Elite as part of Life After Yachting. Uh, I, as you spoke about earlier on, so it's a it's, uh, recruitment site, both internally for, uh, for Hill Robinson, which has grown a lot, but also for your existing uh, clientele from the yachts and aviation. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And so, uh, as I said, you know, as we know, a lot of yacht owners own properties. Um, they might be estates, they can be ranches. Um, and so we, we were able to service and, and recruit um, to staff, you know, their homes and also their planes, etc. So that's what we can cater for. On the aviation side, out of interest, because that's kind of a new branch that we haven't really touched on in the series are there extra qualifications a bit like you know the the obvious qualifications getting into yachting do they have extra qualifications they need to look at to get into private aviation or actually a lot of them are similar and it, it there's not a specific set of certifications that they have to consider there is when it comes to obviously technical pilots, etc. For the service staff um, in aviation, um, it's actually a little bit easier in a way. Um, there's not as much involved, you know, there's medicals. But for example, the hostesses, no, we haven't come across that they need a lot more. At the moment, there's a lot of hostesses obviously wanting to come across to yachting. There's a huge amount of aviation staff looking to go into yachting the other way. I was going to ask, actually, I mean, this year must have been interesting to watch the different, I mean, for the cruise industry in particular, 
they've been extremely hard hit this year. Yeah. Um, yachting yeah. is faring better, um, uh, generally, is our impression from the industry. But I, I would think that there are certain groups in particular of people looking for change, um, as you said, in, in aviation, broad scale. Have you seen certain trends this year that didn't pop up as much last year? Definitely. Aviation, as I said, a lot of airline staff, cruise ship as well, yet they have been hoping that things are going to pop, to, are going to come back up. Um, and commercial shipping as well is another big one. Um, so those three areas, definitely, but very much so a lot of the aviation service side and a lot of commercial. I mean, we, you know, some of our jobs, engineers, captains, etc. we're getting hundreds and hundreds of applications. So they've been very much affected by, you know, by what's been happening. I think yachting, to be honest, has fared quite well, really. For those that are looking at the transfer back into yachting, which is in a way also involved in, in life after yachting that Tid is trying to address. Do you work with certain companies to help them, you know, begin up their training or their certification or how do you help them transfer from sort of one industry to another? Those coming into yachting, we've got a new website with HR Crew and we've actually got sections on there about getting started if you're coming across from commercial over to yachting. Um, and with Elite, we've got two separate websites now. So we've got HR Elite Recruit as a website and we've got HR Crew. And with the HR Elite Recruit website, we're going to be doing the same. So we're going to be saying, okay, you're coming out of yachting and going into land-based how do you transition? We help with CVs because a yachting CV is, is very different to a land-based CV. Um, and as we know, in a yachting CV, you've got photos, you've got all kinds of information. So we also, too, will help them to adapt their CV for land-based. So taking all the great skills that you've learned for yachting, how can you put those across and, and apply them to land? So we're helping that transition as well from both sides. I think that was one of the interesting things that came up with Nunu and, and Dale that they mentioned earlier was also helping people recognize the skills they have. It's not just the certification, but allowing them have the confidence of building on the many skills they've learned, you know, particularly in yachting, that are transferable. Because I think that can be one of the biggest challenges for anyone looking at any change and a CV is kind of the documentation proof of it. Yep. But to be able to highlight and focus, you know, it's not just the fact that I have this experience or that I have this certification. Actually, these are all the other things I, I've learned. I presume that's part of your job too, is helping crew recognize what skills they're particularly strong in. It is, and it's how to adapt that. I mean, have it, knowing, for example, um, we've recently employed two chiefs, ex-chief stewardesses um, to be crew administrators. You know, the girls, their organisational skills, their ability to multitask, um, their willingness to work, you know, outside of hours, which comes from a yachting background. Um, and so, you know, as I said, we've got three ex-chief stews um, that have jumped into these administration roles. Um, one of my girls is kind of doing night shifts, so to speak, <laughs> but that comes from yachting. You know, if you say to somebody who hasn't been in yachting, I'd like you to work from one o'clock till eight o'clock in the morning, um, they're like, what? <laughs> um, whereas, you know, <laughs> from yachting, well, you're on the night shift. <laughs> so, you know, those kind of skills you look and you know when you're looking for somebody that they can they can slot in their admin they can learn you know they're learning a database or they're learning an excel sheet etc but all those skills are transferable and it's more the mindset um and the ability to just juggle and jump in and and you know work in a team too very much the team environment which comes from you know yachting as well yeah working and living together 24 7 and and I think that certain dedication, because really, you know, you yeah. no choice. If you're on a charter, you can't go call in a sick day because nope. <laughs> you're going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> and getting the job done too, you find that, you know, it's very much um, 
get in and get the job done and whatever it takes. And that mindset comes across from, from yachting as well, which is great. Yeah. And, and those are skills that really, I think, can only be learned from experience. They're not ones that you get a certification for. You know, they're, they're skills that you build up as you go through, as you, you know, have this particular job, which I, I think is one of the unique things of, of yachting. It does give um, crew a platform of experience that there are a few other jobs that uh, require the same dedication, the same hours, the same long haul. And although many other industries like hotel industry have a similar high level of five star, it's a slightly different way of doing things. You get to go home at night. (laughs) (laughs) And you have your own room or house or apartment you can close the door in. But they're also lives, the challenge for many people because they have had, you know, their own... their whole lives have been on, on board. So taking the leap onto onshore work isn't just changing jobs. It's changing where you live and how you live and where you live, which I think are huge changes to jump into as well. Settling down, I think, is, is the hard part. You know, I, I did it myself. I went from boats to, to going to land, so to speak. And I think, you know, it depends on different people, different ages, um, different family situations as well. You know, um, we find the girls get to a certain stage and, and, you know, it's time to settle down and have babies, for example. Um, And we've actually got, I've got three of those actually (laughs) working for me. Um, Two are about to go off and have another baby. (laughs) But yes, it, it is a big adjustment and there's no doubt about it. You've, I've watched people come and try it and then go back to yachting um, and then others who you know, have really settled in and, and made the most of it. So it is a big adjustment. And the other big thing at the moment, I'm sure, is where in the world they want to be. Yes. Um, that yes. is a very big decision for all of us. <laughs> you know, having, you know, yourself, you did a big change from France to Australia. We've recently yep. gone from Mallorca to Ireland. Yes. So it's also looking at, which I presume is where HR Elite is very helpful too, because you're, you are global and you're dealing with a multicultural um, client base that helping them figure where in the world they want to go on top of what they want to do is part of the role. Yes, and I mean we've got you know positions available in the U.S. We've actually just got one today that's coming you know from Australia, and it's a, a family that you know have penthouses, and they've said, okay, we'd like an ex-chief stewardess. Um, so, you know, the jobs are anywhere in the world, and and we can look after you know wherever their properties are, we can look after them and and find the staff that they need. Both of you will be part of the upcoming webinar. And can I refer back to Tita and Sarah just to give us a better understanding of the upcoming webinar and what the focus and what to expect from it? Yes, of course. I've been just listening to you guys and I, I, a thought came to my mind saying, oh, um, oh my God, I didn't know that Leo was invented already uh, by you guys. And uh, that's why it's fantastic to bring you up and uh, that everybody knows that you actually are there and you are willing to help and this is really your business and the jobs are out there and it's it's a possibility possibility. and um well yeah great anyway uh what else is going to happen on the 26th Uh, of course we're going to have a more deep interview with uh with both nuno and dave and uh, and also with um with donna and, uh, and then we're going to have uh, another very interesting transition story from, uh, from yachting to the land-based life. A little bit like what we had with, uh, with Simone with her snail farming last time. So this is going to be another great story. And then uh, as Sarah already um, mentioned, so we're going to have a nice discussion debate in between ourselves and all the participants of LAY to discuss uh, about the golden handcuffs and um, transitioning back and forth and how we can help and how we can take the shame out of it. I think this is, this is one of 
one of uh, the things also what we're going to be discussing with you few nice uh, things added to it. So uh, that's what Lei is going to be on the 26th. And, and I'm really happy that we're going to have hand or hands-on recruiters there who can actually say, we place the technical people, we place the, the more interior and, and uh, interior and hospitality crew. And this is the people you can go and get in the, involved and uh, and message throughout the platform and get in touch and get the help. And of course, still on top of that, so we have the career advice, we have the financial advice, so everything will be available and, and new stuff coming up from May on the 26th of November. And also to elaborate a little bit more, life after yachting, although there's these education seminars for or webinars for um, people there is also a very much vastly growing network of different sectors to help support crew as they're going. Yes, we we haven't mentioned the, the portal so far. It's one of the great things with Lay is that it's a it developed naturally as many of us have had to this year with a uh, global pandemic happening. So it's a digital resource that crew can access at any time, wherever they are in the world. You can go to the uh, Life After Yachting website, which is lifeafteryachting.com, and you can register for free as crew and join the portal where there are all of the people that you mentioned. So we have our you know, life coaches, our finance experts, our business advisors, our recruitment experts, our, uh, you know, ex-yacht crew that have already transitioned that want to be able to give back to the community that have supported them for so long. So crew can go in, they can uh, create a little profile. It just takes a few minutes. And then essentially the portal is, we call it a professional matchmaker. So you you let the portal know if you're considering a life on shore, perhaps what some of your skills are or the types of opportunities that you might be looking for. And then the portal will help you to connect with people that can assist you, whether that's by offering you jobs and, and you know, opportunities on shore, whether that's offering you advice and support while you are transitioning. And, and again, one of the big things that we're working on with Lay is not only going from a life at sea to a life on land, but also for those that have perhaps tried a life on land and want to come back to a, a life at sea. You can create little 15 minute uh, video interviews or audio interviews within the platform. So, and again, everything is completely free for the crew. So you can kind of make your introductions, find some people there, have a, a good chat and, you know, sort of see if that's something that you want to take further without any obligations from either side. And it just, we've discussed this already, but one of the, the biggest things that I love about Lay is this is a hugely... Uh, supportive network of people people are here because they want to give back to crew you know most most of the professionals out there have been uh, supported by yacht crew in their own businesses over the year and they want to give back give back their advice give back their knowledge so you know we are all there to help crew whether they are you know just even thinking about making a move ashore, whether they're already on land and going, oh my goodness, what have I done? So, so do do go to the Life After Yachting website, have a look at the portal. You can go in and see all of the different people on there and and start making those connections. And we all know that, you know, it's who you know, not what you know. Sometimes for for making those first steps. So, so yeah, we're we're there and we're all very excited to be able to to give our our support to the crew. Well, and I think it's one of the best things of the yachting industry is, you know, the connections that everybody has. But I think particularly for people who are jumping to or leaping, it sometimes feels like to a, another, you know, career or path, the connections there aren't as clear. And so, you know, this gives a very supportive network of, you know, connections that they may not have had already, but that are still there. And um, I think it's, definitely a transferable skill of the industry is providing those connections which is sharing is caring huh <laughs> always, always, always. 
Well, I think, you know, of positives of us globally going through pandemic, it certainly has um, reprioritized people of what they want to do next. A lot of, so many people have looked at changing their lives, be it location, be it jobs, be it careers. And I think possibly what we value the most at the end of this year is the connections that have stayed strong or become strong with the collaborations we've had in this year. I think um, it has been highlighted, well, for yeah. me personally this year. I can, I can feel that the LA is becoming like a community. So, so there's also lots of collaboration going between the companies which are there. And, and this is, I think, what went through my, my mind when we first started thinking about this was that we need to, need, need to build a resourceful platform where both the companies and the candidates can, uh, can uh, mix and match and get help and, and be together and help each other <coughs> further. Wonderful. So um, this will be coming up on Thursday, the 26th of November. It will be running from 9 o'clock CET to 12 o'clock CET. You can register, as Sarah said, online for free as crew. And if for any reason you are not able to be watching in and tuning into the webinar, we will be broadcasting it in case you have low bandwidth, but you still want to tune in and hear all the great guests and speakers that will be going on. And we will be broadcasting it here on Supiart Radio. Thank you, both Nunu and Dale, and of course, Tita and Sarah. Always wonderful to have you on air and here at Supiart Radio. This was the latest episode of Life After Yachting. Tune in on the 26th of November. Life After Yachting by TUVYC. Created to help yacht crew move from onboard to onshore careers.